on CBS Sports Radio. It is the aforementioned Ryan Hickey on this Saturday morning. A happy Saturday to you. One week. That is all, baby. One week until week zero of college football is here and we are back to normal. Life is great again. And speaking of college football, let's talk about this upcoming season in the eyes of which is the best conference? Which is the toughest conference going into this upcoming season? It's the Pac-12. Going into 2023, the Pac-12 conference is the best conference in college football. Here's why. One team does not make a conference. The SEC has Georgia. Georgia is the best team in the country. Georgia itself, being in the SEC, does not make the SEC the greatest conference right now in college football going into 2023. That's not the case. You need to have talent. You also need to have depth. That is what the SEC is lacking. That's what the Big Ten is lacking. They have three teams in the AP preseason top five, or top seven, excuse me, with Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. The issue is, after those three teams, big drop-off. Big drop-off. The Pac-12 has legit quarterback play, has five legit teams, and have five threats to make the college football playoff. That's why, to me, the Pac-12 is the best conference in college football this season. This specific season. Like when you talk about depth again, you can't just say, oh, we have the best team, so therefore we have the best conference. Georgia alone does not make the SEC this big, mighty beast of a conference if everyone else is facing some down years and there's some scrubs at the bottom of the conference. You look at the Pac-12. The Pac-12, according to the Associated Press, has five teams in the top 20. And those five teams in the top 20 are the most of any conference. Not the SEC, not the Big Ten, not the Big 12, not the ACC. Pac-12. Most teams inside the top 20. And if we, because Oregon State is in there, if we even take the Beavers out for a second and just focus on USC, Oregon, Washington, Utah. All four of those teams legitimately can make a run to the college football playoff and it's not inconceivable and it's not crazy. Name another conference. We're talking about four teams with a legitimate chance and legitimate talent to make a four-team college football playoff this year. How many teams you got in the SEC? I got two. Georgia, LSU. That's it. Alabama has no quarterback. I don't like their offense whatsoever. Defense, I got questions about. This, I think, is going to be one of the worst Alabama teams we've ever seen under Nick Saban this year. And outside of the Tide, who else you got? Ole Miss, fun story, not a contender. Auburn, rebuild. Tennessee, I think they lost too much from last year to make a run to the uh, college football playoff this year. Florida stinks. Who we got? 
A&M's always overrated. I do not trust Jimbo Fisher whatsoever. Big Ten has three schools. Again, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, that can make a legitimate college football playoff run. I can't see Wisconsin. I can't see Iowa. I can't see Maryland. Popping up as a fourth team. Big 12, I think, has one. ACC, I think, has one. Pac-12 has legitimately bare minimum four. And again, I like Oregon State. A lot of people like Oregon State. They're ranked, what is it, 18th, I believe, 17th or 18th in the Associated Press preseason top 25. You're sitting there in the mid-teens. You're absolutely capable of making a college football playoff run. So if you want to include them, we have five teams in the Pac-12. Easily. Could be one of the four teams remaining. But it's all said and done here as we get closer to uh, New Year's Day. And it's not just the teams, too. It's also the quarterbacks. Especially, right, in, in football, where now the quarterback position is more important than ever. The Pac-12, by far, has the best quarterback conference in the country. You have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams returning. You have Michael Penix Jr. of Washington coming back after he was second in the country last year with over 4,600 passing yards. 31 touchdowns, six picks. Very efficient. Aired it out. No one could slow him down. Tremendous receivers all coming back, by the way. Washington is stacked offensively. Oregon's returning Bo Nix, who really rounded into form and outside of the Georgia game in his Ducks debut, looked really sharp, looked really composed, and was a lot different, was a lot more toned down than the Auburn Bonex that we saw for three years. 43 total touchdowns for Bo, seven picks. Again, a lot of talent on that Oregon offense. Cam Rising is a really solid and a really underrated quarterback for Utah. So you look around, they got really, really legitimate elite quarterback play in that conference. And so when you add up now five teams in the top 20, more than any conference, the best quarterback talent of any conference, how can you tell me the Pac-12 this year isn't the best conference of college football? How could you make an argument the Big Ten or the SEC this year and this year only is better than the Pac-12? I can't see an argument. It's it's a losing argument because it's not the case. Look, I know we get infatuated every single year at the SEC. But frankly, it's lazy at this point if you say the SEC going to this year is the best conference of college football. Most years, that is the case. Most years, you'd absolutely be correct in saying that. Because most years, you'd have Bama at an elite level, Georgia, up there as well, always a talented team, and now under Kirby Smart the last few years, they've really broken through, but for a while, when even when they were kind of short, still always talented and always near the top of the rankings. LSU always fielded a tough contending team. Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, Ole Miss, you'd have, what, eight schools I just listed, probably five in the top 15? Right? The, uh, the SEC would dominate the top five, the top 10, the top 15, seven, eight schools in the top 25. They not only for a while had the national championship contender or contenders 
in their conference, but they would have legitimate depth where you could, again, even the middle tier was really damn good. No other conference could match up with it. It's why they've grown to dominate their sport so much is because they have so many talented teams. But going into this year, they have been passed up. The Pac-12 with USC, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Utah, all in the top 17, all with legitimate, legitimate quarterbacks running their offenses, all with experience, mind you, where this is not like, oh, we've heard rumors or we've heard hype about this quarterback is going to be good. All of these guys are experienced. We watched them all play last year, especially at Utah, USC, Oregon, Washington. We saw these guys have a lot of high-level success. This is legit. There's no fluke here. There's no, oh, that's a sweet story. Oh, we're overhyping them. These teams are legit. All five teams we're talking about finished last year's final rankings in the top 17. So they finished in the top 17 last year, and now for the most part are running back a large majority of their teams this year. It ends the discussion right there. There's no better conference. There's no deeper conference in college football in 2023 than the Pac-12. It's better than the SEC. It's better than the Big Ten. If you disagree, if you think the Pac-12 is not the best conference going into 2023, if you think it is the SEC, tell me why. 855-212-4227. If you think it's the Big Ten, same thing. 855-212-4227. Add Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Which conference going into this season is the best in college football? Also, Final call, final show before the NFL season kicks off here. So final chance to get your hot takes in for the 2023 NFL season. What hot take do you have that people may call you crazy for, call you an idiot for, but you think deep down, hey, you may think I'm dumb now, but I know I'll be the one laughing come January when my prediction is correct. I got a few hot takes coming your way. One of them is the fact that I think Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach, is getting fired after this season. I think it's going to be another early exit for Buffalo in the playoffs. And I think when you have now really what would be a third straight year of disappointment. Where 2021, you had that epic game. I know it was insane. I get it against the Chiefs. But poor decision, poor clock management, and bad defense in control of Sean McDermott and him being defensive coach on his hands as well, cautioned that game in a game he should have easily won. Last year, total leg laid against the Bengals. Should have lost, honestly, against the third-string quarterback with the Dolphins at home in the Wilds card game. Skylar Thompson lit him up. Lucky to win that one. If you have another early exit this year, I think the Bills will make a move and will bring in a new head coach to get them over the hump and try to get past the Chiefs, the Bengals, and crack through getting to the Super Bowl in the AFC. That's my hot take for tonight. I want to hear yours, 855-212-4227. Justin is calling from Detroit. What up, Justin? 
Hey, how's it going, Ryan? You know, we're having, right. uh, we're hanging, man. What's on your mind? All right, so I got a hot take, and I'm going to try to sell you on this here. So I think the Lions will win the NFC, and here's why: Lions will win the NFC. Okay. So you got. I'm going to sell you on it here. Hear me out. So you got Ben Johnson, the hottest OC in the NFL, coming back. You have Jared Goff, who's quietly been one of the more unheralded, productive quarterbacks in the NFL, top five O-line. We know all that. And then you look over at the defensive side of the ball, you bring in a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You got Cam Sutton, uh, Brian Branch, who's going to be a steal on the draft. Aiden Hutchinson, who's going to take a huge leap this year. Uh, Jack Campbell, who graded out pretty good in the preseason game. So not only are you returning a top-five offense, but you have a defense that is going to be immensely improved. No, I, I, Justin, I'm with you. I'm high on the Lions in the sense I think they're winning the NFC North. I think it could be yeah. the third-best team in the NFC Conference. I still, though, yeah. see a gap between them and the Eagles and the 49ers, especially with how loaded those two rosters are um, with elite right. talent offensively defensively. But I like the Lions a lot this year. I do. And I like I like your explanation. I've written it down, Justin. You're not the only one, by the way. Last week we had Rachel in Canada. Same prediction as you. We had another prediction earlier as well last week's show. Dan Campbell, Coach of the Year. One more thing. Sure. So you look at the Eagles, and history shows you it's pretty hard for a team to repeat to get back to a Super Bowl, right? Now you look at the 49ers, who are, who's the other big threat. Yep. At what point, if you take everything away from them, will Brock Purdy beat you? And that's that's the question. And I, I it's not proven. And I, I believe that Lions got the juice. They got the momentum. And I think they can get it done. Definitely going to need, Justin, your receivers to step up a little bit, especially now with Jameson Williams um, suspended for the first six games. But he's going to be a big contributor this year. Um, you're going to need him kind of step in and step in pretty quickly here. But I like the Lions. I still think, to me, that, again, there's a gap between the Eagles, the 49ers, and everyone else. I do think they'll come playoff time. We will look at that threat of which team could knock off one of those two teams. And if it's not the Eagles and if it's not the 49ers, who's going to the Super Bowl? Absolutely, my pick right now is um, is the Lions. Alan Cohen from Jacksonville. What's up, Alan? What's up, man? Right before the uh, break, you had mentioned uh, that you're an indie fan and that you hate the Titans. I got to agree that uh, I, I, I hate the Titans, too. I don't know why you do, but mine goes all the way back to 1999 and the only three games we lost. But I can't. I hate the Titans. But I, you know what? I've, I've respected and loathed the Colts. Well, that's uh, what it is, Alan. It's like a hatred but respect because like Mike Vrabel's done more with less, so I felt the last few years the Colts are the more talented team, and each year the Colts play the Titans, the Colts end up like the last three or four years they've lost every game. It is infuriating, and so that hatred comes from the fact that I think the Colts are for most years more talented, never yeah. comes through, so it's like a healthy respect, but also yeah, like screw you. But- yeah, but the, I mean, you know what, you guys, you guys had Peyton and you had Andrew Luck, you know. So I mean, yeah, you guys had a good, solid run, you know. I mean, and and one thing I wanted to wanted to say about Trevor, um, you know, he's he. It looks like he's. I've always compared him to Peyton, and I've I've loved what you guys had up at the Colts when you had Peyton and triplets and all that was going on, and I think that we've got that in Jacksonville, and I think that you're going to see our offense just. Skyrocket, and uh, it's going to be amazing. And I'd love to get your take on what you think. Uh, comparison. I, I'm not trying to compare him to Peyton, but I've always 
been like, hey, man, you know, we've got the quarterback. Now we got the tight end. Now we got the wide receivers. Now we got the, the running back. Hey, we got the line. We got a, you know, uh, you know, a younger center that can grow with them. Like, yeah, that was with Saturday. And, you know, there's just, I, I, I think we're turning it into the next big offensive machine. And, um, I'm really looking this forward to all, it. This I'll say, and, Alan, and, and I'm. The Titans. What was that? Sorry. And damn the Titans. <laughs> damn the Titans. I like that one. This will say about your Jags, Alan. Appreciate the call, man. Look, this is, if you want to, I am in on the Jaguars. I am in on Trevor Lawrence. I think what we saw last year in the second half is kind of really who he'll be going forward. But that's the real test. Like, now the next, the next, I guess, bar for Trevor Lawrence to clear is elevating the talent around him. Now, he's done that, especially at the end of the year last year. But now, especially bring Calvin Ridley in, who is off, obviously coming off a suspension uh, from last year. But this is a guy who had a lot of talent with the Falcons. And if you were able to take a guy who's basically been off the last year and a half, come in and make him better, who's already talented. You mentioned Peyton Manning. Again, There's that's a tough comp because there's only one Peyton Manning. There's only one Tom Brady. But what Peyton did, what made him so special outside of his work ethic, was that he made everyone around him better. He elevated everyone's game. And he had guys like Marvin Harrison, obviously, in the Hall of Fame, Edron James in the Hall of Fame, I think Reggie Wayne, soon to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he elevated Hall of Fame players around him. That's the next step here for Trevor Lawrence. He's gotten the Jaguars to the playoffs. He should control this division the next few years, so they, they should routinely be in the playoffs. Now it's can you not only win playoff games, part of winning playoff games and part of beating the Chiefs, beating the Bengals, beating those upper echelon teams in the AFC is getting high-level play from your quarterback and getting high-level play from your quarterback when it matters most. Lawrence had a really solid second half against the Chargers, an awful first half, obviously. Now it's about getting consistent in the big game, but also making those around you better. All right, so we're taking your thoughts, your hot takes here for the NFL season at 855-212-4227. What is the hottest take you think will come to fruition this NFL season, but also, also, Mixing in some college football. I think the Pac-12 is the best conference in college football going into this year. If you disagree, 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227 at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We'll get your thoughts on the best conference in college football, but also when we do return, since week zero starts next week, I want to give you my college football playoff predictions now. The last year of four teams, and I have one conference, one last time, getting multiple teams in. I'll tell you who that conference is and the four playoff teams I think will be vying for a national title this year when it's all said and done. We'll do it when Hick and Knight returns right here on CBS Sports Radio. You heard that correctly. Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. Great news with the new name also comes a podcast. That is right. Make sure you subscribe to the Hick at Night podcast. Night spelled N-I-T-E. And every single segment, every single hour of this show is podcasted. So if you are maybe leaving us soon, or maybe you just got in your car now or just turned the radio on and you missed the first hour of the show, you want to get caught up, Easiest way to do so, subscribe to the Hick at Night podcast. Again, night spelled N-I-T-E. Anytime this show is on, anytime I'm filling in for Zach Gale right here on CBS Sports Radio throughout the week, those shows are podcasted on that feed. 
So if you're a fan of Ryan Hickey, guess what? That is the place to be. If not, well, then I guess I won't see you there, and I guess I won't be talking to you too much more going forward here. Okay, so we're taking your thoughts on the best conference in college football going to 2023, 855-212-4227. I also want to give you some quick, quick, quick college football predictions since the season is rapidly approaching. And this time next week, we will have games that matter on our TV screens. Let's go. All right, so I'll go very fast here. Conference by conference, picking the winners. ACC Clemson. Look, this team is legit in the sense that I love the Garrett Riley addition as the offense coordinator. Brings some life to this offense that got very stale the last few years. Cade Klubnick is still a really good quarterback. Defense is stacked. And frankly, Florida State's frauds. Florida State is fraudulent. Had a nice, strong finish of the year, but look who they beat. Beat a lot of bad teams, a lot of scrubs. LSU week one, I think, is going to clean their clock. And then week four at Clemson, don't think that's going to go very well either. You're going to have Florida State starting the year two and two. Seminoles are fraudulent. Clemson wins the ACC. SEC, George, I mean, look, what is there to say? Honestly, they just keep reloading at this point. Carson Beck will be fine, will be adequate enough. I think we will have a rematch in the SEC title game like we did last year of LSU-Georgia, but Georgia's winning. Georgia's back to the playoff. Again, reigning SEC champions. Big 10 is going to Michigan. Big 10 is going big blue for the third straight year. Neither Penn State nor Ohio State, I think at this point, are built to stop what is going to be a physical, run-heavy offense with the best offensive line in college football, the best arguably 1-2 tandem in Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards in the backfield for uh, for Michigan. That, to me, is going to be the difference. The run game is going to be the difference. This is the best Michigan team they have, honestly, probably since they won the national title back in 97. This team is stacked. They are legit. J.J. McCarthy should take a step going forward here. And I think Penn State and Ohio State match up really well against each other. A lot of speed, a lot of athleticism. Neither of that works, though, when you're getting punched in the mouth by Michigan and their physicality. Big Blue, Michigan. Back uh, winning the Big Ten. I keep saying Big Blue. I don't know why. The Giants game was on earlier this morning, and maybe that was earlier uh, on Friday night. Go Blue, Big Blue. My bad for that. But either way, you get my point. Michigan. Michigan winning the Big Ten. Big 12, I'm going to say Oklahoma. I'm back on the Sooners bandwagon. I think bounce back years are coming for Dylan Gabriel, their quarterback, and for Brent Venables after what was a really, really rough number uh, year number one there in Norman. The defense, look, this the defense cannot be any worse. For a defensive-minded coach of Brent Venables, the defense for how bad it was last year cannot be any worse. The schedule is very easy for the Sooners. Let me ask you this. You're really trusting Texas? Are you really going to put your weight behind Texas yet again, who year after year is the preseason darling and flops by October? No, Serene, not me. Absolutely not me. I'm taking the Sooners, Boomer Sooner there, winning the Big 12, and the Pac 12 is going to be won by USC. Best quarterback in the country, Caleb Williams, one of the best head coaches in the country. In Lincoln Riley, I am going to put my uh, support behind them. And kind of similar to Oklahoma, horrendous USC defense last year. It can't be any worse. It only has to go up. 
That's why I'll take the Trojans to win the Pac-12 for the first time under Lincoln Riley. All right, so really fast here. Four college football player predictions. Four teams vying to win the national title. It's going to be Georgia in no order. Michigan, USC, and Penn State. The Knits are legit. The Big Ten for the second year in a row is getting two teams into the college football playoff. Georgia, Michigan, USC, Penn State. That is my college football playoff prediction. How about yourself? 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. We also are talking about the best, the best conference in college football. Eric is calling from Georgia with the with some thoughts on that. Hello, Eric. Hey, how you doing, man? Chilling, Eric. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way to work. I was just sitting here listening to you read about the best uh, conference in the in the college football, and uh, I think the Pac-12 is is weak. Uh, USC last year lost to Tulane. Tulane, number eighteen in the in the in the, in the nation. And they struggled with Tulane. Utah lost to Penn State. Penn State was terrible trash last year. They but were the eleven SEC, and two. Hey, the, the main thing is the SEC has dominated the college football playoff, and in, in all in all other conferences, it's they're taking a back seat. I hate to say it, I'm an LSU fan. I've been an LSU fan, and and I don't care who the quarterback is for Alabama. They're going to dominate. I'm just saying, I'm the Nick Saban. Nick Saban is not going to flop this year. I'm just being real. Anytime the SEC go outside, they come to play Big Ten or Pac-12. They're going to dominate. Georgia killed Oregon last year. It was just terrible. It was just, it was, it was in a uh, college team playing a, playing a, uh, 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 what a college, I mean, uh, like a secondary college team. It was just terrible seeing the Pac-10 just suck like they do, and I don't, I don't see how you got them winning the, the national championship. I don't see how that. When they, Eric, they you sound like a, you, you sound like a smart guy here. Are you really making an argument for the SEC based on the Rose Bowl with Utah, based on the Cotton Bowl with USC? And based on the first game of the season last year for Bo Nix trying to get some revenge against Georgia in the opening game, for Oregon versus Georgia. That's the three examples we're using as why the Pac-12 sucks and the U uh, and the SEC this year is going to be still the best conference? Let's live in 2023. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, is USC having the same team they had last year? They're the same team? Yeah. With the Heisman winning quarterback and a better defense. He was hurt. He's on one leg. Come on. Eric, come on. Your phone's breaking up here, so I'm not trying to get out of this argument, but I can't barely hear what you're saying at the end there. Caleb Williams, if you watch a Pac-12 title game, USC was running up and down the field against Utah. All of a sudden, Caleb Williams pops a hammy. He's on one leg in the rest of the game, gutting it out. He's on one leg in the cotton ball. Probably shouldn't have even played. Let's give the guy a break. He had a hamstring injury. He's healthy. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. He's the best quarterback in college football. The Pac-12 is the only conference with five teams inside the top 20. 
Why are we giving them the respect they deserve? Don is in Dallas. What's up, Don? Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? How we doing? We're we're chilling. We're chilling. Well, um, you're saying that Pac-12 is the only one with five teams. Yes. I don't think that's right. In the top 20, it is right. Top 20? Okay. Yes. Okay. Five teams you, in the top 20. Okay. Top 25. So so I'm a Michigan fan. Okay. I'll, I'll just tell you that right off the bat. Uh, and the Pac-12 thing, you know, I, I, people are saying that sucks. I, I don't agree with that. That's the reason that the Big Ten is wanting these teams to come over. So, you know, we we want USC. We want UCLA. We want, you know, uh, what's, what's the Oregon, other Washington. Over? Washington and uh, Oregon. Oregon, right. So we want them to come over to make our conference better. So I would never say that the Pac-12 is bad. Uh, so, would what, you say they're the best right is, now, Don, in this year? What's, what's that? Would you say they're the best this year? Who, Pac-12? Yes. I would not. Who would you say right now? Well, I'm a Michigan fan, but I mean... I, I'm a Penn State I, fan, Don, so we got I, Big I, Ten in common. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't go against Georgia until they lose, right? <laughs> so... No, I no. I hear and I appreciate the call down, but this is also go you just made a point that I think goes back to the larger my personal frustration for anyone that's arguing against the Pac twelve right now is the fact that Georgia is the best team. I'm not arguing against that. I'm not telling you Georgia stinks. Having my college football playoff. Georgia is the best team in college football. But one team does not make a conference. If you have one great team, and a bunch of other teams that are, eh, okay, middle of the road to bad, that does not make that conference great because you have one elite team. No team in the Pac-12 right now is better than Georgia. USC is not, Washington is not, Oregon is not. But what the Pac-12 has that the SEC does not is depth. Where they might not have the elite, elite, elite team like the SEC does with the Bulldogs, but they have, I think, I would argue, five college football playoff contenders that are vying for one of the four spots legitimately. No other conference could say that. Outside of Georgia and the SEC, I only think LSU is a team that could compete for a college football playoff spot. I don't think Alabama can with their quarterback in flux and lack of offensive skill talent. I'm not really bought in on Tennessee. I think they lost too much from last year to have a magical run that ends even better this year than it did last year. The SEC does not have the depth and the high-level depth that the Pac-12 has. That's my problem. That's why, for me, the Pac-12 is the best conference in college football. So we'll continue to take your thoughts here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Which conference in college football is the best entering this season? We'll continue to take your thoughts. And also, too, as well, the hot takes are flowing. What is your hottest take for this NFL season that you think 
will come to fruition. We'll get back to the college football talk in one second here. We are dishing out some hot takes that we think will come to fruition for the NFL season this year. One I gave earlier in the show was I think Sean McDermott is going to be fired at, uh, at the end of this season. I think Sean McDermott has done an A-plus job, a tremendous job at turning the Bills from a laughable loser into a consistent playoff team into a Super Bowl contender. But now if you're Buffalo and the goal is to hoist the Lombardi Trophy, you got to make sure every piece is in place in order to accomplish that goal. And I think if you're the Bills and you have now another disappointing early exit, I think a lot of that's going to be put on the head coach. Conservative coaching, defensive lapses, I think can be put on McDermott's plate. And you're not going to replace the quarterback. You got the receiver. You got the pieces you need on the team. Now I think the first one to go would be the head coach. If you're Buffalo, time is ticking. I don't think they would waste another season running back with Sean McDermott. So I do think McDermott would be fired for the Bills, will be fired for the Bills. I should say, not would, will. Will be fired by Buffalo after this season is over. Because I don't think the Bills are going far in the playoffs this year. To refute that, at 855-212-4227, we go to Mark in Buffalo. What's up, Mark? Uh, not bad. I disagree with what you're saying. I think Sean McDermott is going to carry on if the owner, Terry Pagula, gave him an extension, and I think he's good to go. Well, we've seen plenty of teams move on from coaches shortly after giving them extensions. That doesn't lock McDermott in by any stretch of imagination. But let me ask you this, Mark. If we're looking at another Bills team that's out in, let's say, the divisional round or even the wild card round, what are you doing? You can't be happy with that. You're not trading Josh Allen? Uh, No, I would not trade Josh Allen. I think he's uh, on the team to... uh, be a, a contender for the, uh, uh, however you want to call it. Uh, I, I think he can compete with uh, the uh, Mahomes of uh, Kansas City. So then what do you do? Like, are you just running it back? You're just definition of insanity? Uh, I would say so. All right. Uh, God bless you, Mark. I wouldn't do that. If that's me, if I was a Bills fan, I try to make some moves to get over the hump and not just keep banging your head against the wall, but if you're happy with playoff appearances, like it sounds like Mark is, God bless. All right, we're also talking college football. Who is the best conference in college football this year? I think it's the Pac-12. They are the deepest. Five teams in the top 20. No other team can bode that. The best quarterback conference as well. Going into 2023, the Pac-12 is the best conference in college football. DJ is calling from Alabama. What's up, DJ? Hey, hey there, man. How's it going, brother? Chilling, man. What's on your mind? Oh, man. I can't call it. I just got to ask, man. Where, where are you originally from, Mr. Hickey? Where am I originally from? New York City. Yes, sir. We're not. All right. New York, New York City. You know, the Big Apple. That's what they call it. Big Apple. Uh, I'm, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, man. This, All right. Uh, first and foremost, before I start anything, man, road tie road forever and ever. At the end of the day, man, uh, I got to say this, and I had to make sure I made it clear. Clean as, as I can say it. Uh, 
I do not agree to your, you know, opinion at all, brother. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's why. Let's hear. It. That's fine. And the reason why I say that is because, man, like you know, where's the first caller guy? The guy from Georgia. First and foremost, uh, I respect him in a sense. First off, I hate Georgia. I hate Auburn, Tennessee. You know the whole song. I mean, it's, 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 it was right. a roll tie for me. Uh, I feel like the SEC, man, like we are going to always be dominant. We are the, the Southern SEC is us. And at the end of the day, college football is the South. But look at DJ, look at it this year. Again, you have in the SEC, you have Georgia, right? By far a perennial title contender. You have LSU. I'm really excited about the talent they have on their team. I mean, if, if we could try not to be a homer here for a second, DJ, what are your realistic expectations for Alabama? Are you expecting them to be a college football playoff contender? Absolutely. And you know why I say that? Why? I'm, 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 what's my opinion on that? The reason why is because everyone is counting us out. They're giving Georgia all their praise. I don't care about USC. Who cares about him? That guy, they don't play nobody. And then on top of that, Georgia learned from us. They don't play us. anybody. Kirby, Kirby is not The Pac-12 is five teams crazy. in the top 20. How do you say they don't play Man, anybody? Look, That's more look, than the look, SEC Hickey. has. Look, Hickey, I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you like this. I'm listening. And Kirby is a nothing but a baby Nick Saban. But at the end of the day, you cannot beat the greatest coach of alive with the greatest team alive. And I'm going to hang up on that note. Bye-bye. <laughs> DJ wants to hide from the facts. Again, if you're Alabama, you have questions at quarterback, at receiver, at offensive line, on defense. You, like, this is a, what actually drives me crazy is the lazy narrative and take is Alabama is going to be Alabama. And most years, you are right. This year is not the year for that take. There is legitimate weaknesses and legitimate concerns at some of those important positions throughout the entire team. This is going to be the worst Alabama team we've maybe ever seen under Nick Saban since 2009. People got to come to grips with that sooner rather than later. DeAndre's calling from Birmingham. What's up, DeAndre? Hey, Ryan, man. Thanks for taking the call, man. I always uh, listen to you. I work, I work night shifts, so I'm always going to Oh, listen, nice, man. Thanks for making us part shift, of your uh, shift. Oh, appreciate you, man. But, but Ryan, I'm... I'm thoroughly disappointed in you this evening. Man. Disappointed? Wow. Like a parent, not mad you're disappointed. Why? I'm not, no, I'm not. I can't be mad. I've been disappointed in you, man. It's, it's even worse. You want, you want your listeners to believe in a conference that has only been to the college football playoff twice and got obliterated both times they went. You want us to believe in a conference that is dying in front of our eyes, that we're literally watching their funeral. We're, we're wearing black suits to their funeral at the end of the season. And you want us to believe, okay, Lincoln Riley has a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Okay, he had Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. How many national championships did he pull out of Oklahoma with that same formula that he took to USC? Zero. Zero. No, you're not wrong about that, but this is what I'll say, DeAndre. History, like, it is a year-by-year sport. The fact that outside of Washington and Oregon, the Pac-12 has never had a cultural playoff team to me, does not is not relevant in the sense when you look at the talent they have right now this year. The fact that USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon, basically the Pac-12 is disintegrating in front of our eyes, is not relevant to this year and the talent they have. That does not wipe away the talent the Pac-12 has, nor does it ignore the concerns. I apologize. I want to get into this more, DeAndre, but we do have to run because it's a hard out here. You'll hear the music here in a second, like you do right there, which means we're about to end this hour. But the like. 
The Pac-12's history does not mean the SEC now is still great, and that, that just throws all the Alabama questions, all the other teams' questions out of the window. Look at it just this year. Pac-12 is legit. We'll continue this conversation. Also, when we do come back here, James Harden, his NBA career should be done. I'll explain why. It's Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.